Today's mom of the Bible wasn't even given a name. She had every reason to worry and feel alone in her struggles. But God saw her, and because of her faith, He provided for her in an unexpected way. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. Faithful 31 Moms is a love worth finding ministry, and I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Welcome, friends. Last month, our Moms of the Bible devotional that we talked about was how to trust like Naomi and be loyal like Ruth, which led us into a topic on mentorship, how Naomi led Ruth back to her people, but ultimately she led her to God. So I just wanted to be sure and mention that so that you check it out before our next podcast interview coming up in a few weeks on how to find the right mentor for you. And if you didn't listen to the Ruth and Naomi devotional, it's just a great prep for that interview. And I'm going to link that in the show notes. Now for today's mom of the Bible that we're learning about, she actually is unnamed, but don't let that fool you into thinking that she has less to teach us. She is known as, I'm going to go ahead and preface this. I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but she is known as the widow of Zarephath. I'm just going to call her the widow of Z so that I do not mess it up anymore. But her story is living proof that God will meet you in your greatest needs when you feel all alone. I know that that's a common feeling as a young new mom, but God sees you and he won't leave you there. If you will walk in obedience and faithfulness, God will provide a way for you every time you're in need. It just may come in unexpected places like it did for this lady, the widow of Z. So this story unfolds in 1 Kings chapter 17. It's verses 18 to 24. And I really encourage you alongside this podcast to go back and read that. It'll put everything into a good perspective. But to summarize her story, we find this woman, the widow of Z, after she lost her husband and she's trying to provide for herself. And she's trying to provide for her son, but they're in the middle of a famine. So this poor mom, I'm sure she wasn't even concerned about herself or her own hunger as much as she was just brokenhearted over not being able to do anything about helping her son and feed him when he was pitiful and hungry. And you know that he was probably saying, Mom, when can we eat? What are we going to eat? I just think about my kids. They're begging for a snack every day. And by 5 p.m., they're, I'm starving. When's dinner? You know, like they haven't eaten anything all day long. And so it's devastating to think of this little child, this little boy that was truly hungry and asking his mom when their next meal was going to be. And this mom, she wasn't trying to feed him three meals a day. She was just trying to feed him one simple meal of bread a day. That's all that they had the ingredients for. And if you read the story, you'll see that she comes to a day where she wakes up and she doesn't know where their next meal is going to come from. This is probably going to be their last meal. There's no more flour and oil after this piece of bread is made. There's just enough left for one more. So she goes and she's gathering sticks put on a fire to prepare this last little loaf of bread, probably thinking, I'm all alone. Nobody sees me. I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to provide for my son? She's probably devastated. She's worried, you know, just overcome with anxiety. But God sees her and he sends the prophet Elijah to her in this very moment that she's picking up these sticks. And Elijah He sits there and he asks her for a glass of water and a piece of bread because he's come from a long journey. You have to think that she said to herself, you've got to be kidding me. Here I am just trying to feed my son. And this is our last meal. 
and there is no more, and you're asking for a glass of water and a piece of bread that I do not have. But still, she answers Elijah. She's kind, but she's very clear, and I'm going to quote this. As surely as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour and a little olive oil. I'm gathering these sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And she's saying that because she knows that there is no more and that they're going to starve to death. So she had to be completely hopeless at this point. And Elijah tells her, don't be scared. Do not fear. Go home and make the bread that I asked you for get me a glass of water and bring it back to me. And he promises her that if she does this, then her oil and her flour supply will not run out for the entire famine. You have to think that this mom was probably so desperate that she was probably willing to try anything. But she could have just said, you're selfish. You're crazy, Elijah. Go ask somebody else that actually has extra to give, not me. But she didn't do that. She obeyed. She had faith and she gave it a try. And it was her faith that ultimately led her to her miracle. Can you imagine? I just think about her waking up every morning and wondering, is there still going to be flour today? Is there still going to be oil today? Is there going to be enough left to make something for me and my son and for Elijah? And every single morning, as the Lord is faithful, there was still flour and there was still oil. And she was still able to make bread every single day. And I just think of her being like, how is this possible, Lord? I know that it was at the bottom yesterday. I know there was nothing left. But she had to know at this point that God was the real deal, that he was providing a literal miracle for her every single day. And if she didn't know by now, which I'm sure that she probably did, that wasn't even the only miracle in this story. If you read on, her son actually goes on to get ill and he passes away and she's grieving and she calls out to Elijah to come and help. And he goes and calls out to the Lord to bring back this little boy. And the Lord does it. He brings this little boy back to life. So the Lord is just doing miracle after miracle in this woman's life who felt alone and unseen and worried. But God saw her. And because she took that first step of faith, he promised to take care of her. And he did that over and over again. So if you're a single mom today, like this widow of Z as we're calling her, or you're walking through something in your family that seems to be just all consuming. You're just totally worried. I call it your worry alert. It's at an all-time high, or you feel all alone in, in something that you're struggling with. You can take comfort from her story today that God does see you. He isn't seeing you and saying, oh, poor Mallory or poor fill in your name and patting you on the back and saying, I'm so sorry this is happening. You know, like in the South, we're We're pretty bad about saying, oh, bless your heart, or I'll pray for you about that, and then never actually helping the person when when they need help. But God is not like that. God, he steps into our messes. He pours his power. He pours his provision on us. And really, he is a miracle worker. You know, I think sometimes we think it has to be this huge grand gesture. We don't think about it as just being a little more flour and a little bit more oil in the jar like it was for this lady. But even if we can't see it or we can't feel it, we can know that the Lord is working. He sees us all the time. I love that song, Waymaker. If you've never listened to that, you should check it out. It talks about how he never stops working. And even when you don't see it, he's working. I love that song so much. It reminds me of this story. So how you might need a miracle today is you're a single mom living on one income and you don't know where the money is going to come from to keep your lights on or 
this inflation is crazy in our world today. And a lot of months there might not be enough left over and you're not sure how you're going to buy winter clothes for your kids who have grown two sizes in a year. If they're like mine, I don't think any of their pants are going to fit this come winter. And you're not really sure how you're going to afford that extra cost. Or maybe your marriage, maybe it's on the rocks and You just have stopped choosing each other every day and you don't really know how you can get back to that. You don't see a way to make it work or maybe you feel alone and you long for friendships that of other moms that can come alongside you and encourage you and understand where you're at in life right now. So in this moment, if you're listening and you're thinking about the way that you need the Lord to step in and show up for you, the way that you're crying out to him and saying, can you please help me with this, meet this need? You know, God, he wants to be your way maker, like I referred to earlier, and he can do it. He can absolutely do it. Even when you don't know what to say, just say, God, just step into this mess, please just step into it. And he will take over, just surrender it over to him. I think we try to be control freaks a lot of times as moms. But when you do that, when you surrender, you know, a check, it might arrive in the mail for that light bill or a neighbor might just come over and say, hey, my kids have outgrown these shoes or all these pants or this jacket. And would you like to have them? And it happens to be the perfect sizes for your children, you know, and another couple might become friends with you and want to pour into you because they have gone through marital struggles themselves, but the Lord has redeemed their marriage and they want to help you and challenge you. Or you might go to the park one day and the Lord just brings this friend along, your kids are swinging together or playing together and y'all just instantly connect and a friendship begins. You just, you never know how the Lord is going to just show up and he's going to give you peace in your circumstance, whatever it is that you're walking through. He can help if you will just surrender that over to him, that worry that just consumes us sometimes. The needs that you have, they're going to be different for everybody. I don't know if I gave an example that hits a string with you, but you can fill that in. I know everybody is always in need of something or we're always worrying about something as a mom. But the point is, keep your eyes open because the Lord, he sees you and he will provide a way for you, even if it's the most surprising or strangest way that you can think of. He will do it. But you have to be willing to look beyond your narrow expectations. I think sometimes we we put like guardrails on the Lord and we say, you can you can work in, in this area of my life or do it in this particular way. But the Lord, he doesn't work like that. He's not limited to those. So no matter how hopeless things may seem, God will honor your obedience and your faithfulness every time he will provide It just might come from an unexpected place. So ask him. And with all these types of situations, like I said, plug in your own. What trials are you walking through today? And then ask yourself, are you letting anxiety and worry about tomorrow overtake you and steal your joy? Remember, Elijah was actually running. If you read the passages before this story about the widow of Z, he was running in fear in this story and trying to make it on his own. And the widow, she was worrying about herself and her son and how they literally didn't have enough food for one more day. And so they were both having struggles and had to trust the Lord. I'm sure Elijah was like, you're going to make me go ask a poor widow for food. And the widow was probably like, you're going to come ask me for food? Seriously? But God, he has a plan. It's unexpected ways sometimes. So if you're feeling anxious, if you're worrying, like we moms often do, I have three ways that I want to share for you to overcome worry today. Number one, you cannot control the future. So just give it up. You cannot do it no matter how hard you try. Matthew 6, 24 says, 
Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we can't even add a single hour to our life by worrying about our future, it goes on to say. I love this quote from Adrian Rogers where he said, We are only responsible for the effort, not the outcome. So that is just telling us, if you will stay faithful, you cannot control the outcome. You cannot control the future. But we are responsible for the effort. That's what the Lord asks of us, to stay in His Word, to surrender our control and our worries to Him, right? So that's a great quote. I love that one. Number two, keep your faith. Just like the widow taught us in this story, she didn't argue when Elijah told her that God would provide She was just obedient. She did it without asking questions. And it was her simple act of faith to obey and believe that ultimately led to her miracle that God did in her life. And so from this, I think we can learn we have to keep our faith. Even when things seem impossible, they seem hopeless. We know, just like we've said over and over again today, that God sees you. He knows your needs. And it is your faith that is the key to unlocking these blessings in your life and these provisions for you. You might ask, well, how do I do this, Mallory? How how do I keep the faith when things seem hopeless? And my answer would be stay in communication with the Lord. Even if it's not pretty, some days it may be pretty rough, like, God, I'm drowning here. But I think through prayer and being honest with him, talking to him and reading his word is the way that you keep the faith going. Just an easy way to start is just read one Proverbs a day. It's just there's 30 chapters, so it's one for every day of the month, pretty much. And just a great way to pray through asking the Lord for wisdom through whatever it is that you're going through. So that's just one good way to start. All right. And number three for today, start each day with a grateful focus. I learned this from someone, and I think that it is so true. You start each day with a focus on something that you're thankful for, how God's been faithful to you, and it will completely take away the power of worry on your life. So for example, when you wake up in the morning, tell God something that you're thankful for. It might be a friend that you've made. It might be just something simple like your child smiling when they've been sick or they've been upset about something and it's been a good day. Or your baby is healthy that you just recently had or, you know, whatever it might be. In a world full of COVID and crazy things, you know, It's hard sometimes to sit down and find something that we're thankful for. But if we really try, there's always things that we can be thankful for every single day. And if you're focused each day on celebrating those good things that God has given to you and those miracles that he will do in your life, then you're less likely to spend time worrying about the next thing that might go wrong. Because I think sometimes we can sit in that worry as moms as we try to like fix everything and control everything for everybody. And so just let that be a challenge to you to know you can't control the future, to keep your faith and to start each day with a grateful focus. And I'm going to make these three ways to overcome worry that we just talked about available for a free download on faithful31moms.com. So go there today to find that and begin to work on allowing the Lord to step in and help you overcome your worry and stop trying to do everything on your own like we moms are notorious to do. But that's all I have for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your mom friends on Instagram and tag me at Faithful31Moms. That will help so much. And thanks again. Have a blessed day.